Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm today's host, Coleman Hodges, and joining us today, two-time Olympic champion, five-time world champion, seven-time European champion, we've got James Guy. James, how's it going, man? Hey, buddy. Yeah, good to be back. How are you doing? well uh my first question is this when are you coming back to the united states we uh one of the best practices i've ever been to was at a beach in santa monica you were there we did we did a great workout i thought we had a great time together and i think you're here to announce today that you're leaving bath to come train in the u.s because (laughs) you love it here so much just lay it on us that's what you're gonna say right of course it is. Um, you know, that's, uh, I mean, I can't, that was like 2018, right? When that happened. That, <laughs> that was, that was, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. But that was like so spontaneous. That was like my my holiday at the end of the summer. And then somehow ended up doing a session at USC, training on the beach with Dave Salo and Chase Block. Um, and then obviously you were there as well. So yeah, really interesting. But yeah, I'm definitely not coming back to train over in the States. Um, I might be doing a few camps over there at some point, but yeah, I'm not coming to the United States to train, unfortunately. Fine. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Right. I can handle it. Uh so so you are you are leaving Bath though. Um you found a new yeah. training home. Tell me tell me how this came to be and tell me why your new home is a good fit for you now. Yeah, so um I've not been kind of uh happy with the way I've swam at the world. Um you know, it wasn't really what I was expecting. And I think the year before as well, it's just not where I wanted to be, considering how good Tokyo was. Um, so I decided to leave the Bath Centre uh, and I've moved uh, back to Millfield. So now I'm at the Millfield Performance Centre as well. It was kind of a very spontaneous decision, but I knew coming back in from the summer, um, you know, it's been on my mind for a while and... You know, I remember walking back into the bath and I was like, I wasn't happy. I wasn't really where where I wanted to be. And I just can't take that risk of going the same time again. You know, next year, what I did in the summer, you know, I've been 51 for the last two years. Um, And for me, you know, swimming in our sporting careers is about no regrets. And it's about being selfish. You know, that's how the best guys in the world, they always are. Um, And it's my career. You know, I want to look back in 10 years and I don't want to have that, you know, what if, what if that, what if this ha- could have happened, you know, because the mental and psychological effect of that can be, you know, detrimental for a long time. Um, so, yeah, I moved back to Millfield. I started on, I started last Monday. Um, there's about nine of us in the group, including the, obviously Matt Richards is there now as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot different than Bath. Obviously, I love Bath to bits. You know, when I was there, I had some great times and, you know, it was amazing. I met some great friends, friends for life. And obviously David Nilty was like a dad. You know, it was a very hard decision. Um, but I feel like I just point and put myself first and, you know, give it one last go and see where it takes me. It it is funny that uh you're back at Millfield, uh, which is where you were before um, you know, moving to Dave McNulty and and in Bath. But you've been there for I I believe seven years now, which is 
you know, people kind of say, oh, he's been there for so long, but like that's, that's a really long time, you know? Um, and like you said, you know, when you feel like you need a change, it's, it's kind of about taking that leap of faith. Um, did you look at other programs or were you pretty sure that Millfield was the one that you were going to go back to? Yeah. I mean, obviously being at Bath for seven years, it's a long time. Um, you know, you kind of get used to your environment. Obviously, I was I was, I was was with Dave for four years. And I think, you know, going into Tokyo with him, he was the right man for that. And, you know, I'm eternally grateful. You know, got the me the gold medal. always wanted well, two of them on a world record. Um, you know, and obviously it was a hard decision. But, yeah, it, the, Millfield, the Millfield place where I'm at now, it kind of, there was no other choice really of where I wanted to go. Um, you know, I didn't want to go to Loughborough. Obviously, Sterling is a, is a really long way away. And their kind of model is completely different. Um, obviously, seeing what Matt did, did in the summer and how much he dropped from the year before to you know what Ryan did with him was you know so impressive. Um, and now, obviously, he's the fastest in the world for the two and three. Um, you know, I was like, well, clearly they're, they're doing something right down there. And my old youth coach, who is now the director of swimming there, um, you know, I spoke to you know I've I've always spoken to him about every race I've done um, for a long time. And, uh, you know, it kind of came from the decision of, listen, you know, this is about having no regrets. And that's where it kind of started. And obviously I met Ryan, this is all my own terms. Um, wanted to see what he had to say. And I called him for a coffee and, you know, I was blown away by what I had heard. And it's about, you know, like I said before, having no regrets going in. And yeah, I think Milford was the only place for me that I would have looked at. I didn't look anywhere else. Um, obviously, I've known the environment. I know what it's like. It isn't like we're swimming with kids at all because people do think that. It's not like swimming with high schoolers. Um, it's very performance-based. Um, and it's kind of what and I kind of need. I just need that different change of stimulus and environment. And you know, that's where we are today. Yeah. So moving forward, you know, uh, your your kind of bread and butter events for, for the last few years have been that 200 free, 100 fly. Um <clears throat> And then with a the focus on the relays for Britain as well, is that yeah. where still where you think your focus will be heading into 2024 in these Paris Olympics? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think that's where you know I kind of realized where I'm at now. And those are my events going forward. Obviously, hundred fly will be the the main thing, but obviously the two hundred three is still the, for the four by two hundred. You know, I was one forty five one in summer. Um, you know, it's not where the work that I've done and I've put in and I feel like I deserve to go faster than that. I should be going quicker than that. You know, 44 low, 44 mid, and it just wasn't there. But um, yeah, based off my trial swims. But yeah, I think going going forward, it's obviously them two events are the main things for me. Um, and obviously that comes with the relays as well. So hopefully we can bring them times down and hopefully get back to where I want to be. Yeah. Let's let's look back at, at, at these 2023 worlds because I want – your perspective on your swims as well as some of Britain's yeah. swims, um, just starting the meet that foreigner free relay was, was, was a heartbreak for me just because I've yeah, seen you guys yeah. rise yeah, through yeah. the ranks and, you know, it's yeah. like, it was all there. And and then, the, you know, that DQ in prelims, um, yeah. you know, just as a leader of the team, how, how did you help the guys move through that? You know, I think when we, when, when I saw it, we watched it on the computer, on the laptop, uh in the dining hall having i think because it was quite late i think we were having lunch and i think i was sat with some of the australians um the guys who weren't doing the four by one or some of the some of the boys in there um i think there was ollie morgan 
maybe someone else. And obviously we saw Lewis Burroughs do his job, Matt. I think Duncan was in there as well. And obviously Jacob. And I saw Matt's finish and Jacob dive. And I was like, oh, shit. Sorry for swearing. Um, you know, this is really tight. And then obviously we saw the DQ and we were like, we were kind of a bit stunned for probably 15, 20 minutes. We were kind of like, what were you doing? You know, it's kind of always, we always say before you go down, be careful when you take overs. But at the end of the day, you know, he's a young lad, he's learning, you know, he's up and coming, he's hungry. And I think he just wanted to prove himself. Um, you know, it's a shame, but unfortunately these things happen. You know, it's very, very rare you get the perfect relay race. Someone's going to have a bad finish or a bad start or very, very tight. Like, for example, in Rio, Dan Wallace was negative 0 0.03. So, you know, we were, you know, we were so close to getting DQ'd and I would have lost another medal. So I think it's just one of them things. I think cause we were so we knew we had a chance of, of meddling, if not winning the event. I think when that happened, like, obviously we were all a bit annoyed at the start, but, you know, he obviously didn't mean to do it on purpose at all. He isn't like that. He's a good lad. Um, but I think I just think that, that it just kind of threw the British team off on day one a little bit. But once it was done, it was parked. Um, I think going forward down for the release, it was just like, right, make sure you're safe. Takeover was always safe. I think for the 4 by 2 we were like, I was 0.39. I think Tom Dean was 0.38. I think Matt was 0.38. So we were all just trying to be really aware of what we were trying to do um, and just consciously just make sure the hand is on the wall first. But yeah, we were a bit upset originally to go back to the question, but you know, it is what it is. But um, we're mature enough and old enough now to say, listen, you know, this, these things happen and we move forward and we park it and we'll deal with it at the, at the end of the meet. And <clears throat> so then moving forward um, into that four by two, as you mentioned, it was the first time that that quartet had been together since winning in Tokyo. Um, yeah. did, did Were you guys feeling confident because of that? Or were you feeling a little pressure to, you know, perform and, and to reclaim your gold uh, from last year's worlds? Yeah, I feel like, you know, obviously last year at Worlds, we, we didn't have Duncan. Obviously, Tom Dean had a great split. He was 143. Um, you know, I led off in a 146. This was last year. And the two boys, Joe Litchfield and Jacob, had great in, great middle splits. Um, but yeah, I feel like this year was just about trying to win. Um, that was it. Just try and get your hand on the wall first and just win the race. We knew America were a lot better. They were going to be fast. I think from a lot the guys who had the 203 on day three, I think they the, the final. Um, they had like two or three days off in between, so they could come in and then they'd be ready to go. Well, obviously, you know, look at uh, Duncan, Tom, Dean, and Matt. They had the hundred three in between the two IM, so we were going in a, little, a little bit tired. Um, I had the hundred fly that morning, so it kind of worked into the Americans' favour of, of how our guys were going into, into the event a bit tired, um, especially on day six of the meeting. Everyone's probably swam, or well, our guys have swam probably six or seven times. Um, so your legs aren't quite as fresh. But, yeah, I feel like, you know, the plan, what we've realised is that none of us have, have ever done a 4 by 2 and none of us have always been on it properly. Um, you know, look at the way we swam in Tokyo. Obviously, Tom Dean led off in a 45-7 and he won it in a 44-2. You know, obviously, it, it takes a lot out of you doing it individually than trying to go again. It was his, like, fourth or fifth race in a row. Um but yeah, I think the splits we had were really, really good. And I always think we can progress that onto next year. And I think we can go a lot faster than that. Um, I really do. You mentioned the individual tuner freestyle, uh, which I'm just mesmerized by Britain. You know, uh, Tokyo, 
top two yeah. <laughs> uh, worlds in Budapest last year, you know, Dino gets in for the bronze and yeah. this year top two, and it's yeah. not even the same two guys as in Tokyo. Right. No. I mean that, and and then you guys go on to win that four by two, but it's, it's three days later in the meet. What, what gives man? I mean, what's your secret? Tell, t- tell me the 200 free mojo because I, right I, now I, Britain's just on a roll in that event. I feel like, you know, where, you know, obviously I was winning the event in bloody 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. And then obviously Duncan took over from 2018, 2019, 2020. And then 2021, it was Dina who came involved, 2021, um, 2022. And then obviously Matt's coming to the picture now as well. So it's kind of like a rolling effect. You know, there's all, there's obviously myself. There's a few guys up and coming, Joe Litchfield, Jack McMillan. It's, it's becoming so much more competitive. Everyone, everyone wants to be part of that four by 200. Um, but it just shows how much the event has come on. And to be part of that really now, and obviously it's my third time running the event and been on the team. I think my first, well, my first four by two was 2013 in Barcelona. Um, and to be still part of that team, I think, and even I think there's more out of me to give for them boys. Um, yeah, we're clearly doing something right. It's, we don't have the depth America have got. They've got so many guys who can go 45 mid to 46 mid and they just keep going and going and going. And it's stacked where I feel like we've got some, probably our top five are really, really good. And then it's kind of a bit of a setback from that kind of depth that we've got in that range. Um, but it's, you know, end of the day, you need four boys who can do the race. That's that's it. Um, that's where it comes down to. And hopefully probably maybe two or three for the morning swim and rest as many as you can. But yeah, we're, we're definitely doing something right. I think, what um yeah i don't know why we're so good at it it's just come from there but i feel like the i feel like the 100 free is kind of following on in that trend as well um and obviously it, it was shown in the four by one at worlds that britain can do the four by one we've shown it in 2019 um we came fourth and i was in that and i don't even do the 100 free so it shows that it's getting there and i think we'll be a contention and again next year in paris is is that four by one <clears throat> something that you are looking at, you know, out of, out of the corner of your eye as, as, as hoping to contribute to? Yeah. I feel like, you know, if the way I look at it is if I can go, you know, 44 high or 45 low in the tuna free, I can go 50 point, then I'm going to roll a 47. It's going to happen. That's the way I look at it. Obviously I've not really thought about it at all. Um, I don't think I'll do a standing one, um, but obviously I think I have to show my cards at some point, but you know, I've got the experience of being in the relays. I've done it for so many years. My takeover was always really good. Um, you know, I don't really crumble. I never flopped in on a race like that at all. I think I'm the kind of guy who's very, very reliable. That's what I'm known as. <clears throat> and I feel like, you know, I'll always give 110% to the team. I'm never going to let them down. But I've thought about it before. But I've, I've said, listen, I can roll 47 high, 48 low, put me in the heat and just give me a medal. That's That would be quite nice. Um but yeah, maybe we'll something to talk about with Ryan and Ewan. Um, but right now, it's just in my head, it's just a 200 free and 100 fly. But if they need me, I'll be ready to go. Absolutely. Is it, <clears throat> I know in the past, the US, you know, at, at a training camp or a staging camp leading into a Worlds or an Olympics, <clears throat> at times we'll have a, a time trial where, you know, anywhere from two to six guys will, will get up in a suit yeah. and swim a hundred free just to kind of see, like you said, you know, show your cards, see where you're at. Um, is that, is that something like Britain would do, you know, is like, would 
a week or two out of from the meet, would you guys have some sort of time trial to see like, okay, this is who we might put on that prelims relay? You know what? There's always been speculation of that with other swimmers. I think um, if they're not in good form, they want to see what they can do. Um, We always, I know our guys who are at the top level, so our head coach and performance director, it's about taking no risks. Um, But, you know, there's, there's always been that idea of people doing that, but it's never actually happened. And I feel like if I'm looking good in training, uh, and it comes down to the major meet, then I feel like I won't have to do that. Um, but it's not something that I know. Obviously, I remember watching in, in Rio, um, it might have been like a US Olympic team vlog when they were in the, on their holding camp. I, I did see that a few of the guys did like a four by one free relay just to see what they were, could go. Um, but yeah, I feel like I won't have to do that. I can just say, listen, I can go 48 low. I can do this. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie, but I don't want to jeopardize the team at all because I want them to win. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't feel like it'll come down to something that serious. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, J- James guy, Mr. Reliable, you've, you've yeah. earned your spot. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have a little bit, but obviously I need to set the marker again, just to say that I'm here. So I, I can do it, but cause I haven't done hundred three in so long, probably since I think I went 48, one rolling. That was 2022 worlds. Um, you know, which is which is more than fine for I think for a morning swim. Um, so I'm not, I, I don't I, I don't train for the hundred free. I don't do it. I don't do it at all. So I, they know I can do it, but it's not going to be down in your forty sixes. It's just not going to be that fast. Um, but yeah, that's where I am with that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm I am a little curious as as you've evolved. You know, like you said, you have been on the British team for a long, long time at least a decade now, uh, you are Mr. Reliable in terms of relays and individuals. Um, Heading into this, is this your third Olympics? Third Olympics, yeah. Um, Going for your third Olympics, um, how how have you seen your role progress on, on Team Britain, especially as it has risen very much so to prominence? You know, it's like you, from, from when you started, to now where you're at, you know, you guys are expected to win Olympic gold medals. Yeah. It's weird. Like I look at it this this summer and I think because I've won the four by two hundred, not in an arrogant way, like it's, it's the third time we've done it now. You know, I didn't feel that excited. I know that sounds really, really bad. Um, but it kind of becomes the norm. We set the trend in 2015 and then to do it again, you know, eight years later is like, yeah, okay. You know, it's the world in Olympics is, is completely different. Um, that you know, I feel like the it's a, it's the same same staff, same pool. You know, all the swimmers are the same. The coaches are all on poolside. We know who everyone is. It's just that the branding's different behind you. It's more televised at the Olympics. Um, but the Olympic Games is the one you want to win. That's that's the big show. That's the big dance. And I feel like kind of going forward, my role on the team is just like a senior swimmer. Um, Duncan made a great point. He's, a, you know, obviously he's been around probably, if not the same time as me, maybe one or two years less. But he's very level-headed, and I feel like people, I respect him for that. I can because we've just done it for so many years, and obviously Tom Dean as well, great friend. Um, we just know that it's when we come to the meet, it's just being calm, being cool, and you know, talking to the younger ones. I mean, it's like this year, it was some of the guys. It's their first worlds. Um, Cameron Brooker, who was at who was at Bath, who was at Bath now, really great guy, first world championships, and it's just about you know what I learned was my first worlds being in Barcelona, being in a rain, being in a lane with Ryan Lochte, 
And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm locked in next to me, you know, being in absolute awe of him. Um, and then, you know, racing him in 13, racing him in 2015, racing him in Rio, and then doing photo shoots with the guy. It's just kind of, you know, you just got to go there and focus on yourself. And that's one thing, one thing I kind of passed down as a senior athlete. Um, but, you know, I was just trying to enjoy it because at the end of the day, this, this sporting career never lasts, doesn't last forever. And it's about enjoying yourself, passing on your knowledge to the younger ones. And when you're in the finals, it's just enjoy it. Enjoy being in the surroundings of what you've got. And you, you swim for your country. You're, you're over there representing your country in, in, in your events. And, you know, it's, that's a real honor to do that. And you want to do the best you can. And obviously you want to go there and win medals. That's the, that's the name of the game. Um, and I feel like Britain has come on from that massively where when I was a youngster, a lot of the guys would be like, oh, I've made, made the team now. And then they go so much slower at the World Championships or the bigger meet in summer, where now we're actually making the team as part job, part one done, get back to work and then move it on a lot more in summer and try and win the medals. Um, and that's where I think what we've done is the last 10 years, we've kind of got that a lot better. Um, yeah, so that's where I kind of feel like the knowledge that I've learned for the last 10 years is that I'm a senior athlete now and... Um, it's about getting the process right and making sure you have your best swimmer of the season in the summer. And that's one thing. But if I get that right and I know where I could be, then the medals will come to us. And that's the one thing that I think I've learned a lot. You know, one one big hole uh, for, for Britain this summer was obviously not having Adam Peaty there, who's also been a mainstay on the team. Um, and yeah. I know a good friend of yours, you know, who also been on the national team for at least a decade now. Um, what do you feel like the team missed from just obviously not him in the water, but just hit, having his that presence, he, who's been so consistent on the national team for so long? You know, it's weird. Petey's like he's my best friend. Um, you know, obviously he'll be at my wedding in years in probably the next two or three years. Three years. <clears throat> um, talk to him daily, and I feel like obviously Adam has this massive respect of what he's done in the pool from the athletes around him. And also people listen to him about, you know, how he's got to where he's got. But one thing I've realized with Adam is that he's very different to a Tom Dean, a Duncan, um, the way he is in his approach about things. Um, it's just everyone's got their different aura around them. And I feel like PT, you can just sense and feel that he's missed. Um, but when I knew that he wasn't on the team, I wasn't like, oh, my God, he's not here. This is it. You, you kind of, you can't, you have to you know, obviously control the controllables. Um, and obviously, I've been with him for the past, you know, since 2013, 2012 European Junior Championships. We've been on a, on a team since then. Um, yeah, obviously, it's it's weird not not him ha not being there because usually he's always given a medal on day one and day two of the of the breaststroke. You know, that's always a thing. Fifty breaststroke, you win a medal. They're always guaranteed medals for, for for Great Britain. But I feel like you know, with him not being there, we still you know had a great summer meet from what we did. Um, we had a great World Championships. And I feel like, you know, obviously if he was there, then I think we could probably get even probably get a few more. Um but yeah, it's a shame, obviously, not having him there, but everyone kind of gets on with it, you know, not obviously he's being a rude way because he's one of my great mate, great mates, but we kind of can't control that he's not here. But he came for the last day, I think at a speed event on um on after the meet had finished. So he came to the kind of the the dining hall. So we sat down with the had some lunch and that, and it's great to see him and see him in the evening as well. <clears throat> but um yeah, it is, it is what it is, but, you know, we kind of get on with it really and just kind of say, this is what we've got. I'm going to do the best we can with it. I don't know how much, I mean, again, you guys have a great relationship. I don't know how much you've discussed just what he's going through as an athlete, but do you feel like you've yeah. been able 
to relate kind of that from, from what we've heard, just that burnout and that, you know, you've achieved a lot. He's achieved a lot in the sport as well. And it's like at a certain point, is it like, why, why do I need to keep doing this? Yeah. I feel like, you know, with PT kind of lost purpose in what he was doing and just wasn't enjoying it. It wasn't happy. And it's one of them things where, you know, just need to kind of step, take a step back from the sport and actually realize, you know, why am I doing it? What do I want to achieve? And, you know, I feel like not to that extreme of where Adam was probably when he pulled out of, you know, the trials and kind of them two or three months off. Um, I just think he needs to find himself a little bit. And I feel that was all for me was, again, was Olympic year. You know, when I came back to Bath, I, I just kind of I lost hope in what I was doing. There's nothing wrong with the, nothing wrong with the program. I just feel like I wanted to change. Um, I need to get away from what I was doing. And just that change of environment and stimulus for, for Paris is, is nothing ever personal. Um, and I feel like I found that again by just being somewhere different. And when you're in the same place for so long, it does get a bit repetitive, um, especially when you're not getting the results you want to get as a swimmer. It kind of makes you not resent the sport, but it just kind of makes you a bit annoyed because you're putting your heart and soul into something. You train your backside off all year round and then you're not getting the results you want. It can be quite frustrating. Um, so that's for me is kind of not the extreme of Adam of not being able to compete, but you know, I, I, I kind of say a similar aspect of not really enjoying it, um, getting more frustrated of what I was doing. And I feel like he's found his purpose again. And I found that kind of hunger again to find that kind of Paris kind of hopefully, you know, fast times that I know I can produce. Um, and that's what I think that's what the sport's about is kind of having that purpose of, of why do you want to do it? What do you want to achieve? Here are the goals you want to set. And let's let's get to work and let's try and get them. And I feel like you know we've kind of both found that individually. Um, and you know I've, I've been with him for the past week in in Loughborough. I stayed at his house. Um, and we had a great week. You know it's nice to see the old Adam Peaty back. Excuse me. Um, and we're having laughs, having giggles, and you know it's good to it's good to see him again because they're always smiling. Just I'm just having fun with it. But I've noticed that when he's at the pool, and we did like an aerobic set together. You know he was he was on the ball. He's on the ball. And I feel like people around him can see that, which is, you know, which is quite nice. So, yeah, definitely Pete, he's on the uprise. And I think he knows who he has to target to try and beat in Paris next year. <laughs> <laughs> that's great to hear. Uh, that's really great to hear. And yeah, like you said, it's, it's, uh, he, I think he has had a big influence on the landscape. And now the landscape is kind of, you know, start, starting yeah. to, starting to get up there with him. So it'll, yeah. it should be a lot of fun to watch yeah. that next year. Uh, all right. So speaking of, you mentioned, you mentioned sponsorships at some point, but yeah. you've been a Finis athlete for a long time now. Um, you wore Finis as a kid, as a young mm -hmm. swimmer. Um, and now you're a sponsored athlete by them. Can you tell me a little bit about what that relationship has meant to you, uh, this far in your career going on your third Olympics? Yeah, I feel like, so I, I, I signed with Finis, I think in February, 2017, um, you know, it was the best thing I did as an athlete. Um, you know, I talked to John, the CEO of the company, um, probably once or twice a week. And it's like being with a small family. You know, I have a lot of ideas that I try and put forward to Finis about, you know, the suits, what they've created and what they kind of where they started off with, with the rival suit and the fuse. And now with the Hydro X, with the people that they've got on the team and that you see a lot more Finis around, you know, is pretty impressive. It's all on poolside, the superstars wearing it. Cam McAvoy won the world in the in the, in the 53 Hydro X. Like, the suit's there. Um, you know, it's the fastest I've been in freestyle individually in that suit for a long, long time. Um, and it's great that you can just kind of 
feel confidence in what you're wearing. That's the most important thing. Um, the last thing you want to know is that you're not wearing a good suit. It's not being recognized, but now you can see that it, you know, it's quick. Um, and I feel like that for most swimmers is really, really important. But yeah, I feel like the way they design things, the smart goggle, you know, there's, there's no other companies that are doing that out there, you know, in the world. Like there's just, they're just not, um, they're, there's always a reason of why they create these ideas and these products going forward. Um, and I feel like they're, they're ahead of the rest of the innovation and what they're doing. You know, I've been to the head office. I've been where everything is, been where everything's made and, you know, how it's designed. You know, we're currently creating a new goggle, you know, and, you know, that, you know, that's one thing, like an actual racing goggle that looks really sleek and smooth. Um, you know, and I love being part of the team. Um, you know, I wouldn't want to carry on my career if I wasn't with Finis, um, because I feel like, you know, I'm part of that and I am to give them something back with my results in the sport. And I feel like that's what I, I will try and tend to do going forward. You mentioned a couple of things that I, I am curious about, uh, the smart goggle, first of all, yeah. I've, I've tested this out and it's, it's pretty cool and really interesting, but if you don't know if for listeners out there, if you don't know what it is, you know, Finice made a smart goggle that tracks your laps, it tracks your times, um, throughout the practice and you can see it in the goggles. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the Finice goggle? Have you used them in training? Yeah, I mean, generally across the board, I was using it, uh, probably before Worlds and, you know, I've used it, like just testing it, like for a long aerobics expert ISL. And it's just like, the, the good thing is, is that it actually works. You know, these things, it's so simple to use. You press it, it starts, it press it, it starts, it's linked to your phone. You go to the goggle, you go to your phone and it's the whole session of what you've been doing. Even like in the session, it will tell you your splits of what you're doing per 25, per 50, per 100. You know, it's so creative what they've done. Um, and I feel like any athlete should definitely try and look at that, especially if you're doing the long stuff. So you know what times you're going to be doing. Like tonight, the guys at the Millfield, at Millfield had, um, I think someone had five eight hundreds, and for me, I would lose my bar, like lose my marbles doing that. Like I would lose my head. Um, but this is something I'm going to say to the guys putting forward. Like you know, this is something I think you should really look at because at the end of the day, you can see how fast you're going. If you, if our coach is giving you a time to you know to hit per hundred, if you're doing it aerobically, you can see what you're doing. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's, it's, you know, I remember back in well, 20, 2015 and even before that, there's nothing on the market like that now, like, like where there's the technology's come from, from nothing to having these goggles that can do basically anything. Um, and it's so simple to use. So yeah, I mean, fair play to the guys. They've got a good brain behind the, behind the team. Yeah. It seems a lot easier than like trying to take a peek at the, at the stop oh, clock every, yeah. every, before I mean, I every still, turn. I still, I, I still do that now. I think we did like a 400 on, might have been yesterday. It was like an RPE of seven. And like the first 100, I still looked at the clock. Like I still do it. I just, I can't help myself. It's just that kind of just to see where I am. But yeah, you know, I still do that. So I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, but it seems like an easier solution. Uh, so that's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool innovation to see in the marketplace for sure. Uh, I also want to talk about your personal life because I think, you just announced an engagement, if I'm not wrong. I did. Um, myself and my girlfriend, now a fiance, got engaged on the 8th of August, um, uh, over a month ago now. So we're in Mallorca, been with her for six years. And yeah, so that was really exciting and trying to prep the ring. I think Tom Dean knew I was going to do it because he texted me beforehand was like have, have you done it yet i'm like mate you can't text me that now like she's literally next to me and it was the day before i was going to do it 
So I had to mute my WhatsApp notifications. Um, but yeah, you know, it was something that I wanted to do for a while. And like, you know, when it's time, it's time. And, you know, we've kind of, had, we've got an idea of where we want to do it. Um, we're thinking potentially of St. Paul's Cathedral in London. So, yeah, so basically to, to get to get married there, you have to be either, I think, Order of the British Empire, so an MBE, what I've got, and some of the swimmers have. Adam's got an OBE or a Sir or a CBE. So that's the only way you, you can get married there, um, which is really, really cool. And then hopefully we're going to go to Mallorca, have like a two or three day like wedding there. So do a thing it's called civil ceremony, finalize everything over there. Um, you know, obviously I've got invites from my friends from Australia. You know, obviously Kyle Chalmers will be one of them. <clears throat> Alex Graham, Matt Horton, they're all good friends of mine. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really cool mix of people. Um, but yeah, people keep telling me, when's the stag do? When's the stag do? Like, like fiance doesn't know, want to know where the stag do is. Like, you've got, you've got to keep that quiet for a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's an exciting time and probably one of the best, it is the best thing I've ever done, asking her to marry me. I never thought I'd meet someone like her and, you know, ask her to marry me. You know, you, you kind of dream of as a, as a kid, who do you think you're going to marry? And, you know, it's her next door. So yeah, it's really, really nice. Well, big congrats on that. I mean, that's that's super cool. It's a big life thing. I'll, I'll be waiting for my invite in the mail. So just, you know, whenever you get around to it, yeah, I'll, I'll see you in Mallorca. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, so just moving forward to, to, to wrap this up, um, obviously you've got Paris in, in your sights, um, and that's yeah. what this year is all about. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you, do you have any vision for your career after that? Yeah, of course. I feel like, you know, I don't want to be like after Paris, I'm done. I know a lot of the guys are going to do that and obviously that's their own terms, but you know, I feel like I want to finish it on my terms. Um, if I'm still swimming fast and. I'm enjoying the sport, you know, I'm living comfortably with finances and I'll, I'll keep going because at the end of the day, you know, there's this, there's this aura and this thing about, you know, obviously we're getting old now and we're not like, you know, Cam McAvoy just won the 53, 29, Nicolas Santos is doing the 50 fly at 50, whatever he is, you know, it's, <laughs> you, you, you can't like Phelps was 32 in Rio, like 31. So you can do it at an older age. Um, but yeah, obviously I've got things lined up after swimming. Um, but yeah, I will. I'll definitely carry on after Paris. That's something that I want to do. I'll definitely do Worlds in twenty twenty five and just see and take things from there. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's the way I think any athlete should do. It. I don't want to be a washed up athlete who's just just scraped onto the team. Um, you know, that's not the way I envision my career to to end. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely be fighting for them places um, in the in the next few years to come. One hundred percent. Do you have anything else you want to say or get out there? Yeah, I feel like, you know, for me, obviously, the it's a, the, the Bath change was a massive, massive decision. But at the end of the day, I just want to say, say thank you to all of them at Bath. Obviously, I'm still around the corner. Like, There's a guy in my state who's trained around the corner for me. Um, you know, obviously, it was a very hard decision, but, you know, they were, we were like a family there. And, you know, obviously, Dave was like a dad, even Joel, years, years ago. Um, obviously, he's back in Australia now with a few guys over there. But, you know, I just want to give it one last shot. And, you know, life's about having, having no regrets and... Getting it right for Olympic year and dialing in, as, as Connor Dwyer would say, he did text me and say, You've got to dial it in. And that's one thing he did for Rio, was get it right. So that's what I want to do this year. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well. 